Hello dreamers, it's me solo on the show today for a shorter, more practical episode than usual, talking to you about better remembering your dreams. We'll talk about steps you can take to remember more of your dreams, and then I'll go into some Chinese medicine wisdom about why certain people tend to remember more dreams than others, and what you might do to enhance your dream memory. I also want to talk to you about sleep itself, since deep, quality sleep and getting enough hours of it is essential for dreaming. You're listening to the Dreamer's Den podcast. I'm your host, Leilani Navar. I'm here along with guest dream workers, authors, and teachers to talk about diving deep into your dreams. We're skipping the small talk and going for conversations about what matters most to us, what's touching us so deeply that it shows up in our dreams in one form or another. We talk about engaging with dreams to experience insight, inspiration, healing, and meaningful connection with one another. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch all these conversations. Visit thedreamersden.org open for a free video and mini book I put together to help you learn more about opening up or deepening your own relationship with your dreams. When I first realized how many of my dreamworking companions wanted to better remember more of their dreams, to be honest, I was surprised. Personally, I've always remembered more dreams than I know what to do with. Oftentimes, I'll remember so much material in the morning that I'd need an hour to write it all down. I got some insight into why I might be like that from a beautiful workshop I took with Chinese medicine practitioner and teacher, Taoist priest Jeffrey Yuan, a couple of years ago. Uh, More on that coming up. So I've learned that even great lovers of dreams and experienced dream workers sometimes have trouble remembering their dreams. Or you might go through phases where you don't remember any dreams at all. Most people who are curious about dreams have had at least a few memorable dreams in their lives. And I know there are some of you who've never remembered your dreams, but you're longing to connect with them. So my first tip for you is all about the intention to remember your dreams and some practices that honor your dream time and get honored in return with dreams. So if you've watched my free video about opening up or deepening your relationship with your dreams, you've heard this first comment before. If you haven't seen that, you can get it at thedreamersden.org open. It's that clearly setting your intention to remember your dreams is the first step. You can hear a lot of get in the right mindset or set your intention talk about all kinds of things. And it does matter in any area of life, any goal that you have. But when it comes to remembering dreams, this Setting of your intention is the actual first concrete step you need to take. When you write down in your journal or say out loud that you want to remember your dreams, or just think it to yourself with some concentration before you go to sleep at night, you invite dreams and awareness of your dreams, and that alone sometimes can lead to more dream recall. And then there are some other practices you can do to honor that dream space. So some of this happens before bed. It really helps to make some space for dreaming. So if you can get no outside input for an hour or so, 
maybe more, maybe less, before you go to bed. So, I mean, not watching TV, not listening to podcasts, even about dreams, not uh, trying to study anything, you know, or really take in other input. Allow yourself to sink into a receptive, more quiet place. And then before you go to sleep, you can do some reflection on where you're at or what you're going through, what you might like to process, what you might want a sense of clarity about, what or who you want to connect with, and maybe choosing to be open to any kind of messages you might not even think to ask for. Whatever it's important for you to receive, or however you want to phrase this. It also helps in the morning when you wake up to honor your dreams then as well. If you can wake up without an alarm, if that's at all possible for you, that can really help in allowing you to stay more aware of whatever you were dreaming. But however you wake up, allow some moments that are just about letting your dreams be remembered. This takes some patient waiting, letting your mind wander, sometimes the gentlest of tugging on whatever thread you have, whatever little fragment or emotion or image of a dream you might have. Sometimes just holding open space and letting your mind wander so images can surface. Sometimes they come back as little snippets that you then follow. Sometimes you'll get the fully formed narrative coming back all at once. It's always kind of a a wondrous moment when a dream comes back and you remember how vivid it was when it was happening and how it was gone one moment and now it's come back to you and it's almost hard to imagine how you could have forgotten it. And then Once you have something, whether it's still one image or an entire narrative, engage with whatever dream you got. You can engage with it by journaling, writing it down. It's really good to write down in present tense as though it's happening, so you're back in it as you write. Uh, Or you can tell it to someone. Some people say dreams are meant to be shared. And some people say, you know, if we can get our notions of how time works out of the way for a moment, that dreams already know who they're going to be shared with. And they contain symbols or insights that whoever is going to hear the dream will be able to understand in a way the dreamer might not. So maybe you don't write your dream down, but maybe you tell it out loud to someone who is interested in dreams with you. You can also engage with your dream by embodying it putting yourself in the posture that a character took in the dream or acting it out in some way. You can act on it in other ways too. Go to the place where the dream was set or draw the pattern you saw in the dream. Call the person who showed up in your dream and check in on them. Listen to the song that played in the dream. There are so many possible ways to do this, but acting on it in some way, taking an action in your waking life that is inspired by the dream. Okay, so those are a few things you can do that can really lead to more spontaneous recall of dreams because you are giving that mental, emotional, energetic space that shows I care about my dreams and dreams respond to that. However you want to understand that, whether it's in kind of material neuroscientific terms about where your attention goes or in a more energetic sense about interrelationship with other aspects of this whole universe around us, I can tell you that it does make a big difference. And people remember more dreams when they decide that they want to 
and then make space for them before sleep and in the morning and in some way in their waking day. Next, I want to talk about some physical considerations around recall of dreams. So this part might be most interesting and make the most sense to my fellow practitioners of Chinese medicine and those of you who see acupuncturists or herbalists for your own healthcare and have a general idea about things like yin and yang, wind and blood and the organ networks and meridians. Uh, but I will do my best to make it understandable to those of you without any idea what those terms mean, too. So we talk about blood in Chinese medicine, not just as the red stuff that flows through our vessels, but also as a substance that holds our nourishment, the information that can be thought of as hormones, and also our shun or consciousness. We have this idea of blood deficiency, which is related to anemia in Western biomedical terms, but it has a broader meaning than that too. And some of the things that happen when we're blood deficient are difficulty concentrating, lack of coordination, fatigue, and trouble falling asleep. In the workshop I mentioned with Jeffrey Yuen, he talked about people with blood deficiency having the sense that they don't dream at all, or a sense of erratic dreaming that's hard to remember. Without the rich substance of the blood, or without enough richness and enough substance to it, those dream images don't have anywhere to anchor in our consciousness. I don't want to simply repeat what I learned in that workshop. I would encourage any of the practitioners who are listening to take Jeffrey Yen's workshop on dreams if you get a chance, or check out Hamid Montakab's book, Acupuncture for Insomnia, Sleep and Dreams in Chinese Medicine which includes some of the same information. But I will share a couple of things that were ahas for me. One is that it's worth paying attention to what kind of trouble remembering you're having. Is there the sense that you've dreamt a lot but can't remember it? Are the dreams hard to follow, hard to get any kind of concept of what was really going on? In Chinese medicine, this might be connected with what we call wind, and the channels that run along the back of the neck. So you might even be aware that you have some stiffness or discomfort in the back of your neck as kind of an ongoing problem, and you might benefit from some stretching or self-massage on the back of your neck before bed. Or there can be the trouble remembering that's because the dreams are like random busy thinking, which is more related to an overactive intellect, which might be balanced out by spending some more of your waking time in quietude, maybe meditation or mindful movement like walking or swimming or nonverbal creativity. I recognized myself in what Jeffrey Wen talked about as more of a stomach channel, earth element type of remembering, someone who is trying to grab all the details of a dream and make things tangible and graspable. When I went to that class, I thought about how I'd often wake up with tension in the stomach channel of my jaw, and I'd also be holding on to so many details of dialogue, textures, gestures, and all kinds of things like that from my dreams. And in the past year or so, separate from dream work, or not consciously related to dream work, I've been addressing that jaw tension and softening it up. And I actually have not had the same level of detail in my dreams in these recent months, 
which is kind of a relief for, for someone who dreamt like I did. It's like I'm no longer losing the forest for the trees in my dreams, and I can more easily even write down what's happening and sink into what the arc of the dream might be about, the powerful characters and the settings without so much detail that I always had the sense, well, there's a reason it was just like this. There's a reason it was just that particular phrasing. And I still think that's true. I think that's true in our waking lives as well as our dreams, that the details matter. But I'm sure you know what I mean, where we can get too bogged down in the details. So that being said, I'm still a pretty active dreamer, and I also really love sleeping. So when I heard Jeffrey Yuan talk about a tie-in person, which is one way we can talk about someone's basic constitution or their nature in Chinese medicine, he said a tie-in person tends to go to sleep easily and wake up still wanting to sleep some more. And that is true about me. And he said they also have plenty of yin, which is kind of the, the substance side of things rather than the action side of things. Plenty of yin to hold on to their dreams. So I recognized myself in that, especially in comparison to what he talked about as the Tai Yang person, someone who has more yang type of aspects to them. Someone who is a light sleeper, does not need a lot of sleep, tends to have their attention on the outside, and might not remember their dreams, might even think, I don't dream. You do hear people say that, although modern research tells us everyone dreams every night, there are people who say, I don't dream. So I realized through that class that there might be some constitutional differences, lifelong ones, that make some people more active dreamers and more interested in dreams than others. So there are other constitutions too in this way of looking at things, but I won't go into them all. The point is we can have different inherent tendencies to dream more or to dream less or in more elaborate narratives and details or more shifting thought-like dreams and also different inherent tendencies to remember or not remember our dreams. So one thing I want to say about that is Whatever kind of dreaming you do is your kind of dreaming. I've worked all kinds of dreams with people, uh, sometimes people who don't even dream in visual. It's more of an emotional sense. Sometimes people who just get these little fragments, moments really, or single images, sometimes long narratives. It takes 20, 30 minutes for them to share this entire one single cohesive dream. And every type of dream has yielded powerful or fun or just curious ahas for the dreamer. Every dream, I completely believe what Jeremy Taylor said, that every dream comes in the service of our health and wholeness. So one thing this all does point to, though, is that some physical imbalances, like I was talking about with the back of the neck or the jaw, some physical imbalances might be part of why you have trouble remembering your dreams. And these might be imbalances you can do something about. Blood deficiency is definitely something you can address. It's something you can address with nutrition or with herbal medicine. 
sometimes even with acupuncture or your own qigong exercises that help your body make that more rich blood, which would help you sleep more deeply and be able to anchor your dreams. For those of you with a menstrual cycle, you can investigate the relationship between dreams and blood, which again, blood being a concept that includes hormones, by paying attention to what your dreaming and your dream recall is like at different times in your cycle. You can see if that is playing a role for you. And then another thing to think about in terms of the physical aspects of our dream recall is really sleep itself. Years and years went by in which I was vaguely aware that I'd more often wake up on a Saturday or a Sunday with multiple long dreams to record than I did on weekdays. I think in the back of my mind, I figured it had to do with how much attention I was willing to give to my dreams on a slow weekend morning versus a busy morning getting the kids to school and myself to work. And then it dawned on me, it's because of how late I sleep on the weekends. It's because I sleep more and usually I would not wake up with an alarm. So it's important for countless reasons to get good sleep for health, short-term and long-term, for functionality during the day that impacts your safety and your performance in whatever you're doing. It's even been documented that people who don't sleep enough are at higher risk for cardiovascular disease and coronary heart disease, even factoring out their age, their weight, whether or not they smoke, what kind of exercise they get. So I don't need to go into all the reasons that sleep is essential for our health, here because if you're interested there are literally dozens of books and articles about how crucial sleep is. I'll put a link in the show notes to the National Sleep Foundation website uh, where you can see some references on all this. But the reason to get good sleep that I want to talk about today is dreams. Now as far as I know no one has researched this but I'm holding open the question is part of the reason poor sleep has an impact on our health the lack of dreaming? Do we need to dream in order to heal? Even if we don't remember our dreams and, as we say, work them, I think they might be a part of our healing process. Not to go off too far on another tangent, but I link our ill health and many of our ecological problems with the idea that we need to be on all the time doing tangible, productive, material things, always more, and this profound disrespect for the need for periods of the day, the week, and the year, and within the activity of our minds and our hearts for quiet rest, including being in a dream space. So, what if you're not getting good sleep? There's a lot to be said for what's called sleep hygiene, which includes things like turning off anything with a screen and turning off your Wi-Fi connection for at least an hour before bed, sleeping in total darkness. I'll link to a Sleep Foundation article about that as well. But I want to talk to you in a little more detail about some Chinese medicine approaches to getting better sleep. I published an article about this last year, which I'll link to in the show notes as well, but I'll go over it for you here now too. Traditional Chinese medicine has centuries of wisdom into 
what it takes to be able to fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up rested. I'm going to tell you about three types of difficulty sleeping that I've seen the most often. And in the article, which I link to in the show notes, I also include three safe, free tools that you can use yourself that have traditionally been used for each of these types of situations. There's a lifestyle suggestion, an herbal tea, and self-acupressure massage ideas. As always, I'm sharing this with you for educational or entertainment purposes, and it is not meant to help you diagnose or treat anything or be medical advice of any kind. So one is liver network chi stagnation. So with this type of trouble sleeping, there tends to mostly be trouble falling asleep, the sense that your dreams wake you up, trouble sleeping that's worse when you're stressed, a tendency to wake up between 1 and 3 in the morning and then lie awake. People with this type of chi stagnation also tend to have shoulder tension, maybe uh, temporal headaches, so headaches on the side of the head. And people with a menstrual cycle tend to have PMS uh, with breast tenderness and irritability. In my PDF about dreams and the five elements, I talk about things that come up in dreams that have to do with the wood element. And that tends to show up when someone's got liver chi stagnation causing trouble sleeping or causing another type of problem. So some themes might be having a destination in mind and having trouble getting there. So whether it's car trouble or the map doesn't make sense or people keep getting in the way, things like that points to the wood element and the liver network within a dream. Also the color green and the emotion of anger or frustration or irritation within a dream, things to do with the eyes, all of those sort of strike a note, ring a bell in the region of wood and the liver. Another type of trouble sleeping comes from what we call blood and yin deficiency. So I talked about this already, and if this is happening, there can be a lack of memorable dreaming, but also sometimes a kind of restless dreaming and a tendency toward anxiety and potentially more anxious or nightmarish dreams. So in this type of situation, there's both trouble falling asleep and then frequent waking during the night. Sleep is kind of fitful and it can have the sense of just being full of dreams, constantly dreaming. Waking up too early before fully rested and not being able to go back to sleep. And in general, some of the things I mentioned before, like feeling forgetful, there can also be a tendency to feel hot at night, even have night sweats. So that type of trouble sleeping, including having so much trouble sleeping that there's no memorable dreaming going on, or the feeling of fitful sleep and full of dreams, but just not being able to grasp any of them, is something that might have a really physical cause and physical solution. The third type of trouble sleeping that I talk about in that article is what we call in Chinese medicine, restless heart fire. So for someone dealing with this, it's not just trouble falling asleep, it's also trouble even calming down and relaxing. Just a general restlessness, agitation, or anxious feelings. Maybe fluttering of the heart, or um, 
racing mind, a tendency to talk really fast. And that kind of difficulty, sleeping, calming down, settling in, again, is something that can be addressed to where you start getting deeper, better sleep. And that itself is going to allow you to have dreams and allow you to remember your dreams and do this engagement, you know, dream work, we can call it, or dream play, but really having a relationship with your dreams and all that that offers. One thing that I don't mention in that article is not eating too close to bedtime, and this applies to everyone. It's something Jeffrey Yuen talked about quite a bit in that workshop that I've been mentioning. He encouraged being done with food three to four hours before you go to bed. And he explained the importance of this in terms of how the body's chi, or functional energy, circulates during the different hours of sleep. And I will say, modern research has confirmed this recommendation. There was a study recently, which I can also link to if anybody is interested, that showed that regardless of what people were eating, when they ate later in the evening, they had poorer metabolic health. No matter what they were eating, eating late at night, was not good for their metabolism. So check out that article if you're interested in more. Mostly I wanted to open up this line of thought for you that if you're having trouble remembering your dreams, one piece of that really is getting enough sleep, getting good sleep, and being in the physical condition to sink into that resting dreaming state and retain your dreams. So as you all know, I'm interested in holistic healing, holistic well-being, and everything is connected for practitioners of holistic medicine. So dreams are not simply psychological. There's nothing to me that is simply psychological. So if you've been trying only psychological techniques to remember your dreams, but you have trouble getting a good deep sleep, this might be something to explore. All right, so to sum up this conversation, if you would like to remember more of your dreams, first, decide that you would like to do that. Make space for your dreams before you go to sleep and when you wake up. Actively honor your dreams by writing them down, acting them out, or doing something else in your waking daytime world that's inspired by your dreams. This is all part of being in conversation with your own dreaming and your dreams will reply. You can also explore how any physical imbalances might be related to your dream recall, including lack of sleep. If you're not getting deep sleep or not getting enough hours of it, choose one or two things you can do to grant yourself the gift of more sleep and deeper remembered dreams. Thanks so much for listening today. I love this topic and I hope you've gotten something out of my thoughts on sleep and dreams and dream recall. Come see the show notes at thedreamersden.org to visit all the links I mentioned. And please do contact me through thedreamersden.org or in the free Facebook group called The Dreamers Den with any questions or thoughts or dreams that you want to share. I'll be back with another episode on the full moon. Until then, wishing you deep dreams.